0: What's happening, Felicia Michaels?
1: Oh, not much, Joey Diaz. What's happening with you? You
0: know me, how was your Thanksgiving holiday? I'm
1: exhausted, I tell you. I switched my whole house around, like I had tables set up, I had people coming over here, Jewel was here, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I had my uh, blind father, his C&I dog, my bitchy stepmother, and my autistic brother with two children, and my babysitter was off. So, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> so you a
0: good thanks. You have, you have a lot to give thanks for.
1: I do, by the way, I do. Very you good really point. Did. I do. I do.
0: My Thanksgiving was the same. You know, Thanksgiving is like one of those days, like you do what you want. Either you want action on Thanksgiving or you want it to be a family Thanksgiving. Right, yeah, year, I just yeah. want it to be like a family type quiet thing yeah. you know it depends on the week and what's going on and how you're rolling you know what I'm saying
1: yeah and I mean, it was fun like when my dad was he did the turkey my dad made the turkey and as he was stuffing it I would go behind him and uh, yell out to him yeah give it to her you <laughs> you know because <laughs> you know, he can't hear and he's blind you know but he laughs he gets it so it was a lot of fun it was really cool and uh, did you guys make food you guys went out right to we be with made family? a little food in the morning uh-huh.
0: you know so when I got up, I could have something at 12. Because I'm very picky about my fucking Thanksgiving. You know the deal. And then uh about 4, we went over to my friends and sat there. And I didn't even eat turkey. What? I, I had uh, When I went over there, I had a... Uh, because he, he had, like, turkey and stuff. But he also had stuff around it, like black beans and rice and pork chops. So I had some black beans and rice there. And that uh-huh.
1: was it. Mr. Fly, come over here. Stop creeping around. I That's weird. Fucking, Don't creep uh, behind Joey like I didn't that. I
0: really fucking... Uh, you know, like I said, Thanksgiving was well. I didn't even watch football. I watched, like, the first game for a little while. Like, I was just bullshit. I just got in I don't know. It didn't feel like Thanksgiving this year. I didn't mediaze it. So it didn't get into your fucking head. They went right from Halloween to Christmas because they thought things were so bad. They eliminated Thanksgiving. Right. The day after that's Halloween, yeah, they yeah, were playing fucking true. Christmas yeah, commercials. Yeah, They said, fuck Thanksgiving. We don't make no money on Thanksgiving. There
1: is Christmas stuff out before, yeah, uh, before Halloween. Yeah, before Halloween. Yeah. So,
0: you know, t- Target did the, so it didn't even feel like, uh, today I was sitting there, and last night was very windy. And you could see, like, uh, some of the uh, people said there's no color out here. And you could see, like, the trees are changing color. Did you see that last night at all?
1: Uh-uh, what do you like mean? The, when it was blowing up yeah, with the like trees? I, yeah, like, this
0: morning I got up in the trees, it changed colors. There was so much shit. But it's so weird. Like, nobody talked about Thanksgiving. I don't even know why I said that about the trees. Who the fuck knows? Because
1: you love trees.
0: No, I don't like fucking trees. But it's just What's so weird trees? that, uh, like, they didn't even publicize it, man. They didn't talk about it. They didn't even tell a story about pilgrims. I didn't even hear one fucking thing about pilgrims. They you they know what I'm saying? True. All the pilgrims right were at Occupy that. L.A. <laughs> and they got kicked the fuck out. Did you see that? Finally, <laughs> They no. got kicked out, though. It's yeah, all over. Yeah. But at the you end, it I was th- just... It's
1: going to change. It's going to shift and be something well, else. they the got to get out of
0: the 60s. The 60s movement don't work. It's 2011. You know what I'm saying? We got If you're going to fucking uh, go after these corporations, we got to boycott them on a daily basis. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday. In the 70s, there was no gas. They had the energy crunch. You don't remember, people were too young. And what they do is they put flags out. Like orange, if your plate ended on five, you didn't get fucking gas. Red, they had green. So every number had like a color. And those were the days you could get gas. And that's what we have to do. You know, like I've said it before, three years ago, they raised the price on airlines to fucking check your luggage. Well,
1: Mm -hmm. the price
0: of gas went down. They kept that fucking surtax. They were making three, four million a year off luggage alone. Boycott those motherfuckers. Don't come crying to me. Wait a Because you you're on the fucking White House lawn, people are gonna give a fuck. Hit them where it hurts in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? So that's, it's over. It's over in L.A. You know, for now. I'm gonna be the new media man. I'm gonna be the new fucking spokesman. I think because I got ideas. I you just don't ideas. know how to do the computer stuff. You got. Well, that's the
1: thing. As you were talking, I was thinking those people that were at Occupy L.A. need to put down the hacky sack and the hula hoop
0: and, and the weed signs and, and the get tents. some
1: hacking skills and you know get. Some you finance the movement,
0: yeah. you finance the movement, you make cookies, you, you know, and people buy your brand, <laughs> and then you take that money, and this is how you finance the movement. Yeah. You know, Fidel sold fucking heroin, you know, and, but he took over Cuba, eventually it <laughs> fucking panned out. That's what you got to do, and attack it from a, you know, there's 13-year-olds that hack into the White House computer. Uh Hack into American Airlines and switch their fucking flight schedules around, and see when the luggage when your luggage is supposed to be in Baltimore, it ends up in fucking Belgium. See if you'll fly American Airlines again. That's what you do. Like what they were doing in Fight Club. They were going after these people, Uh blowing up buildings, whatever. Nonviolent. I don't want nothing blown up. Hit them where it hurts Uh in the fucking pocket.
1: Oh no, that's what I think. Hit them where it hurts in the pocket.
0: You know what? The first corporations you go after. Are the ones that are overseas that are getting the tax breaks that are really taking the work from our country see the reason why detroit is so fucked up isn't because it's fucked up it's because all the car dealers got out of there because they figured they go to fucking hong kong and get a puerto rican kid to fucking weld it for a dollar a fucking hour those are the people we have to go fisher price all those corporations that left the united states they took work with that those are the people and they got the tax brackets this isn't a fucking political show. Why are you getting me fired up in this show? Well, shit?
1: because it's an interesting topic, and I really like to hear uh what you have to say. We're
0: back, bitches! Um. Being the Beast podcast, Felicia Michaels.
1: <laughs> Joey Diaz. What the
0: fuck is really cracking, you sexy motherfucker?
1: Oh, you're just the sweetest. Sexiest
0: motherfucker. You put the weight on, you're doing those crunches. Yeah, look at
1: but you. you notice I don't I keep it dark when we record so that. Uh, what I dark? Look a you look, better, you yeah. Listen,
0: you're like fucking. You know who Bernard Tony is? No. He played basketball for the Sixers. He's a little brother with a lot of teeth. He could shoot in the fucking dark and make 20-footers. That's like you. You look good in the dark. Even with 3D gla- even if I'm blindfolded, I know that that little monkey's on fire. You know what I'm saying? That's how I roll, bitches. Real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, TaintedVisionArt.com, one of the best fucking websites. I get stoned and just go on them for hours and dream I about it. the it. other day. It's yeah. fucking yeah. neat it's as shit. Cool. They got the rock posters. You got your vinyl toys. You got some nice prints. And they're having a Black Friday fucking sale. So anything over a hundred dollars, you get free shipping. End the story in the continental United States. So in your Alaska, you gonna have to walk the fucking package across that river, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because the buck, the train ends in Seattle, motherfucker, in Bremerton. You follow me? I'm following And you. that's it, man. That's all, all I right. got to tell you. Felicia, you look great. Everything is beautiful. What do you got going on this week? Any comedy? What's uh,
1: going? Well, last night I performed at Sardo's. How was it? Cool as first shit. Time. You know what? I was fucking petrified, I got to tell you, because, uh, you know, doing a gig like that, it was a lot of fun but it's a it's uh you gotta bring it or it's complete humiliation, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a weird it's a little bar type thing right here. Right. In Burbank is very small and and
1: uh, they do karaoke after it and on Tuesdays, I guess they do porn star karaoke, porn star karaoke. yeah karaoke it's is. really cool it's actually very it's a, cool, and the
0: owner looks like he's a thousand he knows Sinatra. Yeah. You know, hung out with Rock Hudson, you know what I'm saying? Right, like he right. just knows fucking everybody, this guy, you know what
1: yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's a very cool place. And uh and it went good and I, I was I whoosh, like that. So thanks to Brian Monarch for getting me that. Brian
0: Monarch's gig. a good fucking man.
1: He is, he is, by the way.
0: You he know, is. I was telling you outside that the last two or three months, you know, people have been listening to the stories or whatever, and for some reason or another I can't feel glad. I can't feel serious when I talk to people with glasses on. It's the weirdest thing, you know. I feel like I'm looking at some like a principal. But anyway, <laughs> it's so fucked up that I've been getting a lot of emails and there were more and more about people going away. People like that got busted with weed or some guy wrote a check and, and the last couple of weeks it even intensified. Like, hey Joey, I'm going away for three months. What do I expect? You know, I'm going to prison, I'm going to county. I'm going to whatever, and uh, about a year ago, you had the the, the pleasure to go out one night, and you met a young man by the name of George Perez, and even before we had guests, Felicia was saying, I want to get George Perez on the podcast, that's how interesting you seemed to her, You you know, that she kept saying, we got to get George Perez on the podcast, something about George, and we started doing guests two months ago, I always had you in mind, and Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, my little brother from Paiso Comedy Slam, George Boom Boom fucking Perez, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on, everybody on the podcast Beauty and the Beast? Felicia Michaels
0: looking better than ever.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Nice Nice to see you, George.
2: You know, you're the reason I've been out. What do you mean? If you, when you see a real woman, bro. Because I'm used to seeing women in green outfits.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you see a woman. Yeah, no, no, no. You know what I mean? It's, then you're like, whoa, shit. Look at Felicia. Michael's looking good. I ain't going back to fucking <laughs> county no more. No. Yeah, I ain't yeah. hanging out with the brothers and putting on magic shave no more. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm going straight.
1: Joe, you're the sweetest. We'll spoon later. <laughs> yeah, all right. But it's so
0: weird that George Perez, you have one of the most interesting fucking story when was the first time you ever got arrested let's get this out of the way shit
2: first time
0: were you a juvie you were yeah ju- okay see uh, i never got in trouble okay a juvie. you know
2: what the first time i got arrested i think i was in fifth grade and we broke into the school and we stole our teacher's marbles because she was being a bitch
0: and they charged you for stealing marbles no man like the,
2: the some older kid did it and he got caught and he told on me and then my dad came to the office and they were like, the principal was like, your son's not telling who did it. And my dad's like, get in the car. Because my son ain't gonna fucking tell so you can have all his friends beat him up so you can find out. You investigate. So that was the first time I went to jail. Went to juvenile hall, dude. Uh, yeah, how long did they put you in juvie for? Just three days.
0: Oh, that's not that yeah, bad. I was scared, but it was cool. Now, when did you become a comedian? What year did you exactly become a comedian? Damn. I don't know, 2003? And when did I meet you? I met you in two, like
2: my eighth month or 10th month in the game. I remember because Felipe Spars is like, hey, Joey Diaz spoke good about you, bro. And I was like, what, Joey Diaz, where? <laughs> yeah, I met you at that one place. I was actually in the crowd, and you were talking about eating my girlfriend's pussy with chopsticks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not your girlfriend. He, you drops, it yeah, he yeah. drops it down politely. drops it down politely. But it was on stage. And then we shot Payaso Comedy Slam. Yeah, we shot Payaso Comedy November Slam. November two thousand five or something like that. Was it something like that? Yeah, Payaso was a show that was uh, done for Showtime, and I, we had no idea. We just showed up to pick up a check in San Bernardino the day after Thanksgiving, and six months later we got the call that the
1: yeah, it's show's gonna, gonna crack.
0: Air. It's gonna crack, and we were excited, but something happened. Like this is you got into comedy in two thousand three, you get this Showtime thing with us. Yeah. The thing is, It's with well, a highlight of your life. And here's where it kicks in. Howl at me.
2: All right, dog. So, you know, I'm rookie in the game and shit. You know, Jeff Garcia's hooking me up. I'm getting love. You know, I'm meeting everybody. And uh, I get that MTV Yo Mama. Okay. So that blew me up. And then they needed a cholo on Mind of Mencia. So I got that. So then Alex Raimundo hits me up to do Payasa with you guys. So, sorry, let me rewind. So when I'm filming MTV Your Mama. I come out and this guy that I fought at the park recognizes me from TV. But I, I you know, I kind of broke his face and shit. So, uh,
1: Okay. But you have <laughs> to backtrack here. Uh, okay. So what happened?
0: You got into a fight with someone. okay. So
2: I'm at the park. Hey, case closed. I can talk about it. So I'm at the park, you know, you know, you play basketball, you know how men are like, if you bump us, we're going to be like, Oh, I'm gonna get this one the way back Right, later. Right. So I'm kind of bumping this guy cause he's playing me aggressive. So I'm getting him off and then uh he throws an elbow on me and I was like, what? And let me kid you this. And I mean, hold on, let me kid you not. <laughs> Another trollism's coming out. My son's sitting on the bench, bro, watching me play. I got my little seven year old. Yeah, it's my dad. You know what I mean? Cause this is the park where my neighborhood is at. Like, this is where I grew up. So we're playing whoop wood woo Then he starts like pushing, like fouling. So I just take a step back. All right. This guy swings on me, man. Dog. Oh, I duck came up with one of them crazy uppercuts, Street Fighter on Yukon, And that was it. It was a rap. I started pounding him, and I finally realized where I was and I jammed. I got my son and I jammed. I jammed, jam, jam. I jammed. And uh That was it. That was it. Never heard about it again. <laughs> I'm working at California, Girls. Remember when I was a DJ at the strip right. club? So I'm in there and stuff. All right, guys, coming up next week on my Dad was never there. Boom, the cops break the fucking door down. They're in there with guns. All right, get down. I'm like, what the fuck, dog? I Only got weed. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And they take me in. But he had
0: seen you on TV.
2: He seen me on TV.
0: He seen you on Showtime or on. No, on he TV? seen me on
2: MTV, Yo Mama.
0: So then he, he, what did he do? Did He call the police. Well, he he called. The, I guess there's was like a gang unit investigator.
2: Okay. From what I heard, the cops told me that you have a year to file a, a complaint. He filed the complaint the next day, so Medicaid would cover the coverages. Since they didn't know who I was, it didn't matter because it was under investigation now. So once he identified me, it was like,
0: "Let's go get him." Then when you when they arrested you, what did they charge you with?
2: When they arrested me, they tried to charge me. They booked me on um, assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated assault, street terrorism, and a great bodily injury cuz I guess he had to get surgery like his eye fell out. I was tripping, man, cuz I don't know. You know, I was in a different state of mind. I'm a comedian now. You know what I mean? I was like, what? Even when the cops picked me up, they're like, hey, man, you supposed to be a gangster? Is this the right dude? I'm wearing a Nintendo jacket. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it was a trip. But this is the crazy part. So they booked me. I go to court. You need not go to court the next day real quick. To get charged. Yeah, the judge was totally. like, all right, check this out. You know, you're being charged with this. You're looking up to 12, 13 years. I was like, what the fuck? I call my brother, man. I tell him, hey, you know, because we're still filming MTV, your mama, too. So guess who bails me out, dog? Wilmer. Bails me out to finish the shows. So we do that. Now I'm fighting this case that I keep postponing, postponing. You know, they want to postpone because they get paid. I have a DA. I mean, I have a public defender. So, but uh, yeah, bro and then I'm out and I'm filming all this stuff that's when yeah, they so you give us I shot by also, Okay. and then I went to court six months later and I went to prison
0: and they told you right there how huh? what time did they give you
2: no they don't tell you how much time they give you a sentencing date like you go to court right right right
0: then they give you a sentencing date yeah, yeah so right. the judge
2: like I had a jury and shit I was like you know I'm gonna beat this you know what I mean you know when you look at the jury you're like sup you know you get, you're cocky this is my third year in the comedy I've been on TV three times I'm cocky dog you know what I mean? If I see George Lopez, I would have walked up to him and gave him, what's up, dog? You know what I mean? I'm cocky. And all of a sudden, man, they
0: were like, guilty! <laughs> How fucked up is that feeling when you <coughs> walk into court thinking you're going to walk out? Man, it's like,
2: it's like when you were little and you got caught stealing, but you still have the item on you. <laughs> and they just pulled you in the office and they're like, there's some M&M's missing here, Like, they're in my fucking sock. I wish I was just hoping it went away, bro. Like, you know, I I felt like I was going to go, but I knew I wasn't. You know, because, like, my suit didn't fit right that day. You know, I'm in a suit. I have hair. I'm trying to look as human as I can to what society wants it to be. So I'm in there and shit, and boom! I'm in the fucking county jail with the suit on. Everybody looking at me like, who the fuck are you? <laughs>
0: You know it's the weirdest thing because there's nothing like going in like i had a I, they called me on the friday before the sentencing on monday at four o'clock and they go joey you the department of corrections turned you down the, the uh, local halfway house uh-huh. they turned you down they're not gonna accept you with the machine gun charge you're gonna go away it's up to the judge the judge has the last thing but they called me friday at fucking four you know, I got no like to stand. I got a half hour to make calls. So, yeah. you know, so I just did what you would do. I went and got a fucking eight ball. You know, if I'm going away <laughs> Monday, I'm going to get this party started till the end. They're going to yeah. wheel me into that fucking court. And I remember going in, and all of a sudden, like Saturday, my buddies called. They're like, bro, we heard you sentencing. We're flying in. So my guerrilla buddies flew in. They're like, bro, what's the story? We're going to go in there with you. We're going to tell the judge you're a good guy, and we're going to take you home. We got an ounce of coconut pocket. I put on my Armani suit that morning at 8.30. I went down there. I'm like, I'm going to beat this. You know, I'm going to walk in there and be me and razzle the judge. And there's no feeling when the guy just looks at and he goes, I'm going to impose my sentence on you. And he lowers his, and you don't even hear right. Because yeah. I heard six years, Department of Corrections. I couldn't hear. I kept thinking, like, what the fuck did he just say?
2: Yeah. Come
0: on. And I'm, I turned to the judge and go, they got an ounce of blow. And he asked the <laughs> attorney if he could keep me out for an hour. Just all I need is an hour. You know what I'm saying? They get talked in to move to Bolivia. But I knew I couldn't (laughs) run because America's Most Wanted was on. So I knew I couldn't run. I knew that they're always going to get you 40 years from now. So I was stuck. When that motherfucker said that to me, I I, I was like, ask the judge if I can stay out for it till tomorrow to take care of stuff. And when that motherfucker picked up that stick and he went, bam, like all your energy goes out of you. Like I went in the cell and just went to bed. In fact, I had a little Coke rock in my suit jacket. I crushed it up right <laughs> under the cell, right under the camera. I blasted that motherfucker, and I fell asleep. It's like drinking six Red Bulls and going to sleep. Yeah. Because my body was done. Like the suspense was over. That's it. it. Yeah. I'm going to fucking jail. And well, there's nothing I could do. Nobody could get me out of here. There's no window. There's nothing. That's your release date, and that's it. That's fucking it. Right. You know, it's just, uh, and people have no idea. You were saying outside, when did you know?
2: When did I know? Well, you know what? They First, they put you in the county, right? Right. You right, go to yeah. the county. They got this thing called the, the loop. It, it, in L.A., it takes three days to get a bed. 36. Really? No, three days. So I'm sorry. Whatever. 72 hours to get a fucking bed. You're sitting on concrete. You got your clothes on. People are using shoes for pillows, toilet paper. They're, they're just... They're throwing food in their oatmeal cookies, bags. Baloney's a shit, though. I love the baloney. Baloney's sure. the best.
1: So how many people would be? Would it be a big holding cell with lots well, of Well, it would say,
2: like, limit 10, and there'd be, like, 30 people. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: really? It's hard. Yeah. They're overcrowded, you know? But this is what you—and and I know George's a smart guy because they didn't do this to us. We put ourselves in that position. Yes. And that's the position where you fucking know. like yeah. right? There's nothing you can do. This is the fate I accepted. <laughs> I don't want people to listen to think that we're here saying that they did this to us. Yeah, you know, it's uh like I said, I just want to enlighten people's load with this for people mm-hmm. to know. But you know, George, you got out, and since you've been out, you brought me back to life because you're a hustler. Oh, thank you. You know, you, and it's man. so weird when when I got in there, somebody said to me, and I wasn't even into comedy. And, and this black dude said to me once, he goes, "Bro, can you imagine?" If you took all the energy, you run around fucking around the daytime. I gotta meet this guy to pick up 60 to go pick up a blow and go break into this house. He goes, if you took all that energy and just put it into something good, what would happen? And that fucking hit me like just bricks. Like he was right. You know, you wake up in the morning and before you got into comedy, what was your day like? What, what was you your mind like? In you know prison? You, no, no, no. On the ounce. Before you got into comedy, you had no fucking purpose. Because that's what comedy does to guys like me and you. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a purpose. And the better we do on stage, the more of a reason you have to cross over. Because it's a motherfucker... To be in this game for six years, all of a sudden they get a knock on your door and end up to say you're going away for two years. <laughs> but prison is like a twenty four hour a day comedy show. Like yeah. you got oh, man. you got stronger. When you come out, you're a better comedian because you're in there practicing. Yeah. Motherfuckers but, love humor because that's yeah. all they got. So
2: And you're so mentally strong now because you're not drinking, you're not smoking, you're working out, you're finding out camaraderie.
1: Let me ask you this though, when you when that happened and, and like you had an agent by then, like oh, what yeah. happened to your what happened to your business? Obviously, Obviously, it's you have to go away. But I mean, like, did people say when you get out, we'll be here for you? Like, was there support? Oh for man, you?
2: yeah. You know what? I, I do have to say that there was a there was a there was a lot of love, man. There was a lot of love. You know, Joey Diaz, Steve Fly. I didn't know you back then. Uh, my boy Edwin San Juan was doing shows for me, and they were sending me money because, uh, hey, you need to eat. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Frank Kelly, Dan. Uh, Dan Godfrey from the Improv, you know there were there were they, were, yeah, they came people. open arms, you know. And when I first got out, it was a trip because I didn't do comedy when I first got out. I, you have to prove to you have a real job. So I was doing construction again, and then people were looking at me like, "Hey, are you on TV and shit?" <laughs> and other haters were like, "Hey, go get some more concrete! I'll get your ass out of here." It was weird. It, it, it oh, it was weird.
1: How long did it take before you did comedy again?
2: It, it took me two months where I just told my POA, man, I'm going to do comedy. If you need a pay stub, I'll give you a pay stub. And he was just like, do what you have to do. He noticed I wasn't a druggie. I was taking care of everything in program. And uh, true story, bro, <clears throat> uh, Manny Maldonado booked me to do a show two days before your show. And I was kind of like, man, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling. For some reason, I didn't want to go to that show. <clears throat> and then when I did your show, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt real comfortable. Because I was scared, you know. I had to follow you, Joe Edwin. I was like, damn! And it took me 15 minutes to find out. You're back.
0: No, like, hey, dog, you've been here before. Yeah, you've fight. been here before. You're back. Yeah, yeah, fight. The... But yeah, man, it was it, it was cool. You ever want to get locked up again or nothing like you never want no to I never
2: up. want to get locked up again, but there's times that like I miss people because I met some real good people in there you know and I just like, damn like can I go to can I just go to yard for an hour can I go visit <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you know can I just show up and be like, hey you know what I mean I got some new jokes I heard <laughs> but yeah, but you know what um I got a lot of buddies that still write me in it I, I got a lot of love, man.
1: Are you allowed when you get out of prison to go visit? Your prison, no,
2: you, know. you can't visit as long as you're on parole and probation. That's what I was there. watching
0: Sons of Anarchy the other day. Yeah, did you see that? Come on, and man. the guys on probation. I told my wife, I go, that's <laughs> bullshit. You can't visit. Yeah, it's like when Tony Soprano went to visit Junior. you yeah. can't visit <laughs> if you no. got arrested one time. They ain't gonna let you in there. No. especially if it's like a family. They ain't gonna let you to fuck in there I don't know yeah. what. you a know, family the, under the good investigation. Looking, yeah, the good-looking Blunt guy, in Sons of Anarchy, is on on fucking bail and he goes to visit the guy in jail with the one on like yeah. what the fuck is going on here what is this shit you <laughs> yeah. know I mean? but you know what it's like one thing I really always dug about you that I didn't like about the system because when you get locked up and in more than six months you start listening <laughs> to a lot of people that have been incarcerated and that's mm-hmm. all they know and they'll start telling you about the scams of life. You know, when you come out, you're disabled. Yeah. You get 600 a month. You know, they Hell had all, they yeah. They had all these programs. Yeah. I'll never forget, a week before I got out, uh-huh. they hit me with this pamphlet. This is Colorado where there's nice people. And they're like, <laughs> you should look at this and, and sign up for everything. We'll get you like 850 a month and you'll never have to work again because you're, you're mentally handicapped if you went to prison and all this. And I was like, what? I don't ever want this stink on me again. And even if we were, like, like, when I walked out of that yard, like, I went for jobs, and they would, have you ever been convicted of a felony? No. Have you been arrested? No. <laughs> there was a couple of places that called me and, like, Joey, really want to arrest you, but do you know anything about this? And they'd have fucking a, <laughs> a scroll of charges, and I'd say, yeah, and they go, we can't hire you, but we didn't know about this. You should have told us, or whatever. But in my mind, that was never a felony. It was a mistake I did, yeah. and I wasn't going to take the fucking label because... That, to me, was the most important thing. You fall in the hole. It's no different than, than, than having cancer when you're 25 and beating it. And now you're not going to go back to smoking cigarettes or, or, you know, drinking soda or the or the cancer sugar. It's just a point, but it's so weird. Like, once I got out of there, I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like, I knew if I had to die for a cause and kill somebody or something that was breaking my balls, then it'd be something different. But what I could control, I was out of there. I did not want to be tagged as a felon. You know, it meant so much to me to strive after that to prove to the judge because I kept in touch with my judge I always wrote him letters. I love writing letters to people that blow their mind. And even like I was on probation till like '96, (coughs) but I became friends with the DA at a car wash. Damn. And one day I just said to him, Bro, I'm on probation. It's killing me, though. He's like, have your lawyer write up a motion and i will sign in are off. And I was like, oh, all this shit. do for the nothing. rims. Because I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't wait. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't wait. To, it was the weirdest thing. It was a, the puddle car wash in Boulder, Colorado. And here I am on, because when I got signed out, they read re whatever my sentence. So I got sentenced to the Department of Corrections. Uh-huh. But then he goes, come back in in a year. Let me know you don't get in trouble and I'll reevaluate your sentence. Oh, that's so cool. So they reevaluate to four years the community corrections, which is, fucking worse. They come to your house, they come to your workplace and business. But it's so weird, like in the whole time that you came out, you're not one of those guys. You have flavor to you. And I Thank know you, that brother. if something was going to happen, you know, you went me to the wheels fall off, but you're not one of those guys. You're striving to be a better comic and a better person. And it's yes, weird sir. that a lot of people don't do that. They get institutionalized and that's all they know and that's all and they don't even feel comfortable on the outside can you imagine that? now you know when i first do when i first got out it was weird man. it's weird it was weird. really weird
1: well i wanted to ask you this though uh when you went in uh what did you when did you change about because you must have had a change of like i gotta i can't be beating the fuck out of people like you know what i mean like, oh yeah, what, yeah. What, what what is it that you, you addressed that you felt changed for you in, in prison
2: Well, you know, what? I didn't think that till like my later year because my first day in prison, we walk in and uh, it's fucking Prison is so different from the county. You walk in It's cold outside. The grass is wet. You could tell it's never been stepped on. So that means no one leaves the building You walk in your enemies are right beneath you They're letting known. Yeah, those are your enemies and you guys go up there and I went into a cell where the guy that was there before me punched a cop, so they threw him out, put him in the shoe, and they're like, "They just, you know, they just throw him in." So they raided my cell an hour after I got there. They take you outside, put you through a metal detector in in sandals and boxers, and it's like twenty degrees. This is Wasco. Your mentality changes later when you're like, "All right." I know what I did. I listened to people, you know. You, you get used to it. And later I was just like, you know what? I fucked up. I have to accept that as a man that I can no longer just punch people because they threaten me. Not to say, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. You'll pay the price for it, you know. And I did three years for it. So now you get to punch me first and it's cracking.
0: Three years of your fucking life. Yeah. Like, just, for me to do that stunt cost me two years of my life that you'll never get back. And, I mean, and three years was what you did, not to mention a year of going to court and pissing uh, a bottle and yeah. talking to this guy and talking to that guy and talking to this guy. And, you know, it's so much uh, paperwork. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to sign up for this and do this. and It's like to get a DUI now. You got a DUI 20 years ago. You paid. Now you got to go to class, this, that. They make it hard for you. But the thing that fucked me the most about <laughs> being locked up was taking away my, like I've always told Felicia, was people turning the light on on me at six in the morning and kicking my bed. That to me was yeah. the biggest disrespect to me <laughs> as a man and as a human being that I've ever had. I would have rather you just put your dick in my ass while I'm sleeping <laughs> and kick my motherfucking bed and put the light on because that's when you realize because if somebody does that to you in the outside, even your wife the third time, you will jump off that bed and get in her face and go, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. What is your malfunction? If your kid did that to you Felicia, 3 days I know, I in a row. I was just thinking, I better <laughs> stop that. 3 days, days doing in a that, row. I was totally yeah. just thinking that. Yeah. It's it's not you. You're you're a mom. You supposed that's your power stick. That's your upper hand. But that's fine when you're 13, not when you're a grown man. Not mm-hmm. when you're a grown man, you got hair on your balls oh, and you have yeah, to wipe yeah. your ass and shave and and people come up, "Get up, Perez." Boom, And they kick your fucking bed, you know. And 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 that to me was the fucking hole in my heart. Like these people would not get away with this under other situations, but I also put myself in this situation. Yes, yes. And that was the, the, not the honor, what's the word, the humbleness of it. Like I got uh-huh. very humbled after that. Yeah. That that's what I didn't like. I didn't like, the thing I, I didn't like, the prison, George, tell him We could do it, look at George, we could do it standing on our head. I'll Man. go there right now with a bag of dope in the cell, yeah. smoke, watch a black and white TV and yeah. be happier than I've ever been in my life because you know where you stand. Yeah. You know that me, Fly, and him, we got a bag of chips, Fly's the chef. So Fly's going to take well, the we fucking... Well, we ain't talking
2: to Fly if we go to prison in California. Fly, Right, right, right. <laughs> Fly's going to take the fucking... Fly's going to take the...
0: It's, it's the weirdest thing because Fly's going to take the iron beam out of the iron. Make a stinger. And make a stinger and make cheese for nachos. Yes. And he's going to make Warm nachos and we're going to both chip in a quarter for his nachos. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to bring the Hershey bars and George's going to bring the three sodas. Exactly. And you know where you stand. That's exactly. as simple as life gets. That's honor amongst thieves. You know where you stand. You know, the big, remember when you, you ever spend the holiday behind there? Shh, man, really that teach surreal. you To really teach you when you're I went
2: Christmas. to Christmas. I went to prison on Christmas fucking Eve. That's when the bus came. Can
0: you believe it?
1: Oh,
2: that? really? Do you believe yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, I was because <clears in the, throat> you're in the county and they call it the chain. They'll go, all right, everybody up. They'll, they'll say, roll it up. Like, what? What do you mean roll it up? Roll it up. It's like, no, I'm not rolling up. They're like, hey, you're leaving. I'm like, wow. You just say late. Boom. Oh, Christmas Day, I'm in
0: prison. A fucking bus eating this fucking bologna sandwich. Yep. Wow. And to some people, that's just another day in their life. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was the bottom. Like, I've been under a, a rocket ship at a park with my nose falling off, putting Coke rocks in my nose <laughs> with $2 in my pocket. I thought that was the bottom. I thought being at my mother's wake was the bottom of my life. The bottom of your life is when just somebody else has control of your life. Mm-hmm. There's no Perfect. feeling like it. There's nothing worse than somebody has control of your life. Somebody tells you when to eat, somebody tells you when to sit in your bed and be counted. Yeah.
2: Someone you tells know. you get naked. I think you have something on yeah, you. Yeah,
0: somebody tells you a- another man looking at you. Yeah. I've never even con uh, well, I've never even digested rape. I think it's a horrible crime. I just throw myself on you and fuck you. You imagine a man, you know, whatever. And we're not even talking about the angle of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the, <laughs> I'm talking about the, go- the demons that exist in you when you're oh, doing yeah. time. Are the fucking, they're the most enlightening demons yes. in the world. And even you learn from it or run with it. Like for me, it was eye-opening. I wasn't scared. I had a great time. I felt bad when people had to come visit me, you know, the look on their face. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the terrible look when people had to come have visit you. Did you have a lot you. of visitors?
2: You know, what? I was very lucky, man, that my girlfriend uh, came... Cause like they give you slots. Like you can't get a visit every weekend. You get two a month and uh, you get them for two hours. But you know, I had a little hookup and shit, you know what I mean? Throw a little Hershey on the side, you get another hour. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, she would have come with my daughter and my son. And, uh, it was, it was cool the first time. But then later on, they're looking at you like, Fucking line for two hours. I get searched by this guard. They got guns on the kids. I gotta go to the bank and get quarters because you had, can only take quarters. You they search you like crazy. Yeah, it's it's worse in the airport.
0: And four hours of driving and sit yeah. over here and stand here and and I had a hookup because I realized that if you worked in the kitchen, you you wouldn't have visitation on Saturday and Sunday. You could fuck. Yeah, yeah, so, we couldn't do that, but so they I had, was doing that. I had shit. visitations on Monday and Tuesday, and there was only three other people in the whole fucking prison. So he'd go to one corner, I'd go to the other corner, I'd go to the other corner, <laughs> and I'd watch her going up and down. She'd be going up. I tell my wife to come in at the girlfriend at the time with no panties on. And they were allowed to bring food in. Yeah, they so used to So at the time, the my tight, tight friend was Toe Ray He was a crip out in LA, tripping like a <laughs> motherfucker. And he came, and he hated the slobs and shit. And I hated the bloods. And it was fucking crazy to see that whole. But this kid had seven girlfriends. And each of them had a car. That's how much money his brother was making. Right. His name okay. was Torrey Powers. I just looked him up on Facebook. It was his son. I go, are you the Torrey that was locked up with me? He goes, no, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. His thing was nut butters like a motherfucker. And he would get nut a butters. I would get like co-cuts. And we would have parties. Like, that was yeah. like a party, like cold cuts, like Christmas. Like, yeah. what you got, bro?
2: Yeah, prison is a real big party. It's but a real big party. are like, fuck, I have to stay here?
0: Yeah, but at the end, you can't go home. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, it's like daycare. Like, let's play with a ball, yeah. And you're out there, and all of a sudden, yeah. they remind you. But it was, uh, I see you, and I can tell that the experience humbled you. Oh, it did, brother. And it made you met a man, it and it did. makes you look. And, you know, it's weird. She was saying that your friends support you. It's so weird when you get a letter in there it's so oh, weird what man. happens to your life when you go away and uh, yeah you know Felipe Sparza wrote me wrote, four fucking yeah, times yeah yeah I wrote you once oh, or twice yeah, yeah yeah
2: but you know what's crazy is he's wrote me more than he's given me spots since I've been out <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know what a that. letter <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how it is isn't it that's how it fucking but, you is you know what's crazy is
2: he's writing me and he's telling me all this stuff that's going on and I would read every fucking letter like ten times ten just times to, just to see like hey dog does something else happen you know, but Easy. Yeah, man, you know, it's crazy I was watching UNT Like The Longest Yard Would come out all the time
0: In crazy. prison and they watch that shit That's their they, movie and, in there yeah, yeah That's their fucking movie that's, that's the movie That's their anthem and shit Hey, The Longest Yard dog, in I prison I see people that come up to me Like, dog, I was in county and you came on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day, dog yeah, solid dog. Give me a number, <laughs> i to send you something. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I know when somebody's been locked up, how they look at me and they like, "Dog, oh, you saved my life." On this yeah, game. awesome. And, and they love prison me. movies. That's what they relate yeah, to. Yeah. So here you are in a fucking prison movie. They relate to that so shit. So you saw him in uh,
2: when you were in prison? In yeah, the, I seen him yeah. on on the big How'd screen. how that
1: make you feel? Were you I like... was telling
2: everybody I know him. They're like, "Whatever, dog. Whatever." I'm like that's Joey Coco. They're like, "Whatever, man."
0: You know, one <laughs> of the funniest stories ever, Joey. When Joe Rogan came out, he had a buddy that was crazy like us. Uh-huh. That's why Joe keeps me around. He's like, Dog, I had this dude that you and him would have been fucking a team together. He was a pool hustler, drug addict, and he blew Joe's mind. And he's like, Bro, this guy would smoke crack before he shot pool and in front of Joe, no which way. he's like, fucking, you know. Yeah. Dog, he would melt if you brought a straw out in front of him. He would just <laughs> melt. You know, this guy would smoke crack with a torch in front of him in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> and he was telling me that when he was doing news radio, he they locked him up, that kid that got locked up in Boston. And he had news radio came in. He's like, dog, that's my dog show. I'm going to call him right now and shit. And he called Joe and he goes, I'm in jail watching And he goes, dog, that's the only episode I didn't do. I did 104 four episodes. They shot 105 <laughs> So the dude kept saying, where's your buddies at? He's like, he's coming, dog. He's coming. He was never on that episode. So you imagine, you're like, that's my buddy. wouldn't. Sh- so that's big. Like, yeah. if you fuck up in jail, they all laugh at you, and they Hell giggle. it's you. It's yeah. like, a, it's, like it's, an, it's an extension of when you shit your pants in the third grade. They goof yeah. on you. Yeah. It just multiplies. It's like Sandlot
2: to the 10th degree. Well,
0: to well, the let me t- ask <laughs> you
1: this. Uh, did you do comedy in Yeah,
2: the- you know what? I did. I did. I got recognized by a lot of guards, uh, and they were... I was in the substance abuse program It's called a SAP You go there to get halftime You do this program that it's You have to do essays Talk in front of people Do the 10 steps and all that uh-huh. So I did that And then the warden noticed that I finished the program And uh, he goes Hey, would you like to do a show for SAP? I guess all, everybody from regional Sacramento came So I did a show for them and it was cool yeah. He gave me a microphone and everything yeah. Oh yeah? Yeah, but then the next day on the yard Everybody was like they make me laugh And you're not allowed to talk to all the racists So I was like, I gotta go yeah. It was weird, it was weird
1: Wow mm-hmm. What's the first thing you did when you got out? The very first thing
2: The very first thing I did yeah. when I got out? Yeah. I went to go eat Where at? I ate at Super Antojitos <laughs> in Santana And it's now burned down Oh, I'm so glad I ate it before it burned down Yeah I haven't eaten real food So I had carne asada with avocado, rice and beans And a big fucking 32 ounce gawama. And I was faded like in half an hour. And then we went to Disney Walk. I was starting to trip because people were getting too close to me. You know, the kids were like trying to be all touchy. I'm like, hey, back up. Something might happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, wow. wow, Yeah, and then I haven't, I haven't got laid in three years. So I'm like, let's go home. And no, man, uh, it was cool.
0: What did you learn about yourself in there, George?
2: You know, I they learned did. about myself that I used to be a very selfish person.
1: Oh, wow.
2: You know, I wasn't selfish. Because, you know, a man, he's never selfish to his friends. He's always selfish to the people that love him. And then I realized, like, you know what, man? Everybody's doing these things for me. And look what I'm doing for them. And I was like, boop. You know what I mean? So that's, like, it's a trip, bro. Me and my brothers don't get along. But when I got locked up, they came out. So now it's kind of like, what's up? We're back. You know what I mean? I told him, see what I did for the family? and got us together. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> it's
0: funny because I dated this girl for three years and her grandfather wouldn't talk to me. My father wouldn't fuck. I go up there, how you doing, Mr. King? Nice to see you. Great. Nice. Go eat. And all of a sudden I told I got locked up and she goes, I told my father and he wants to come see you. And after that, I got locked. I, him and my respect got. But it's funny how you think going to prison is bad. Like at first I thought it was something bad. And if it wasn't for prison, I would have never became a stand-up because yeah. it solidified my audience. Like, it, it, people would listen. Uh-huh. When people would say, go up there on Thursday nights because the yeah, projector would always night. break. it's concert night. It's concert night. So they would, instead of watching the, in those days it was the Cosby's or something else. Okay. So either you could watch the Cosby's or you go to the cafeteria and they'd have movie night, like dumb fucking movies, like 10 years old. Yeah. And the projector would always fucking break. Yeah. And they yeah. would make me go up and do stand-up and it was so weird that I learned that in there. Like I didn't know. I didn't fucking know what stand-up was. I thought you just went up there and talked. I didn't think you wrote jokes. And you know, you only in those days in the in the in the seventies, you only see stand up the guy once. You know, you see him on the tonight show, and you wouldn't see him again. So I didn't know what the guy talked about tomorrow night. Uh-huh. So it wasn't until three months that I would do my little Thursday night to the guy that killed his wife and her husband for cheating on him and shit. Some crazy. dude. That was a librarian. You know those dudes. They don't say much in jail. They have glasses. Oh, yeah. And they read books. They just don't say nothing. (laughs) But you know they're dangerous as fuck. Yeah, they're with
2: the business. They're with the business. They're
0: with the business. So nobody talked to this fucking library. Nobody even peeped in there. And one day he came over to me. He gave me a notebook. And that, that killed me, Felicia. Killed my insides. That this guy killed his wife and her lover. But he took the time to scam a notebook for me. Hell yeah. This and guy that's had big, 20 that's contraband. years. That's contraband. Wow. He was willing to risk like his two job. years, his job, to let me wow. be a stand-up comic. I never explained it like that. I always explained. Wow.
1: it. Oh, you, I know, because you've told that story before. I told but it. Yeah, but we've Did been in the same system. We've been in the same in that system. From point of view, wow. I you never,
0: know. and I fucking destroyed me. This guy went into a bedroom, cut his wife's head off, and stabbed the motherfucker 80 times. And he's willing to give me a notebook for me to write jokes. And when he gave it to me, because he read about comedy, obviously. I never, you know, I read about stupid shit. Uh-huh. He came to me and goes, no, you're supposed to write every day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't write. When I go up there, I just talk. And it blew his mind. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you mean for the last fucking couple months, you just been going up there off the top of your head? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, bro, when I get out of here, I'm your manager. I mean, he, it brought life to this guy. He had 20 years. What the fuck did he have to live for? He had 15 left. You know, I would walk into the library happy, and he would tell me, bro, you're a little too happy for this fucking place in the mornings. Some people aren't that fucking happy here. Yeah, that's real talk, Some people ain't that fucking happy, so stop whistling, cocksucker. Some mm-hmm. people here got 20. You got yeah. two. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's hit it really hits home with you. Right? It does. People came up to you. Felicia, can you imagine if I say to you, Felicia, when I come over here, no good mornings? All right? I'm not in the fucking
2: mood. Straight That's off.
0: what they would say to me because some people are just not in the fucking yeah. mood for that shit.
2: Like, hey, don't get at me until 10, dog. Yeah.
0: Don't even play that shit. Cuteness. We don't want no jokes. Uh, unless it's None. your boy
2: from out. When, right. If it's your boy from the street, oh, shut the fuck up, Joey. Come here. But it's, uh, <laughs> you
0: know, I, I, I cherish. My time in prison. Every day, I think about, it. even if it's something.
2: Do you still have nightmares, bro? I've been having nightmares, man.
0: I like had when you first the got first out. year, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was yeah. get arrested. You, well, if you're fucking around in the daytime, and you go to sleep with that uh, phobia in your brain, okay. You know, I show, You know how many times? Because nothing hits you until you smoke a joint and go home at night. Oh, that's you know, you smack somebody in the street in the daytime. You yeah. go to rouse <laughs> and smack somebody. You go home at night. You sit down. You take your shoes off. You smoke that joint while you're trying to watch the news. It's like, I fucking smack somebody today. The cop's going to come kick my fucking door down. So for four days, you're living with this fear that something's going to happen. You know, I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want that. You know, when I got into comedy, don't get me wrong, you know, when I got out, I was still fucking around till 98. I was just running (laughs) on fumes. You know, I was just running on fumes. The good Lord said, we took you to jail for a couple years. We'll give you two years to do what the fuck you need to do. (laughs) Then I got arrested for shoplifting that tent in Idaho. And I got arrested. You know what I'm saying? I was on the road, a triple run, dog. Fuck it. I'm not going to stay in a hotel $80. I shoplift the tent. And I wasn't even shoplifting them then. I was just taking them off the rack and doing returns. Yeah. And they would say, we're not giving you the money. So I would walk out with it. I'd just walk out with it. They caught me and whatever. And I was still on the line. And then it dawned on me one day. I'd do all this fucking work. And I'm going to blow it all one day by something stupid. You know, by something stupid and that's kept me honest the last fifteen fucking years. To that's be honest good, with. brother. No, but that's the same thing I see with you. What fucking? Thank you. What are you clapping for? This ain't I'm, on my se-
2: I'm on my second year in seven days. God bless wow. you. Guys. Wow. Okay, God bless you. Guys. What is
1: What has been uh uh the scariest part uh the scariest part of that two years? Of being out. Uh
2: huh. You know what? Sometimes I'm just I'm not. You know. You're so trained to have other people like open the door for you or like I still eat at that certain hours. Like I'm just tra- I'm programmed. And that's that's been the worst, the scariest of like I would go in the shower with my sandals on. <laughs> I, wake the, oh, wow, really? I would wake the kids up early. hey, get your asses up, man. It's time you go. No, we got to go to yard. Like get up. We're going to take them. It was weird. It, it's just you're like in jail for you to get people's attention. It's like, hey, radio, radio. That means everybody like I'd be (laughs) just weird little things would happen
1: what's been the uh, the happiest point
2: the happiest point
1: Uh where you were like fuck yeah this is why just going to my school my
2: son's graduation my my kids is like things where they're like where their friends go hey that's your dad (laughs) fuck is he (laughs) and I'm like yeah man I'm back you know what I mean that Christmas the first Christmas when I got out that was it that was it yeah, it was cool, man. Family. Family,
0: It's been uh It's quite interesting. Like I said, there's not a day that goes by that I don't digest two parts of the giggle. Yeah, the giggle about like being in county. When
2: lockup comes up on TV or something, and you're like, man.
0: Like I remember going to Boulder Jail, and for the first three weeks, like I was running the place. Like you wear your own clothes. They would leave the cell open. You call long distance. <laughs> you know, I would drink my milk. When well, you don't drink your milk. You could trade that shit for anything. Exactly. Two things, three things of milk at night. Shit, I would drink Kool-Aid like a motherfucker. I had twenty-two Kool-Aids. You <laughs> want a million? You give me two Kool-Aids, dog. So I always had. Kool-Aid. It's amazing the different system. Yeah. It's amazing that you you're at the uh, you're at the ground level of where that shit. You're back to being a caveman, pretty mm-hmm. much. You're trading you trade for cigarettes. You know, you can only have a certain amount of money in your pocket, and there's different ways to bend the system and. and, and you just get sick of bending the system one day. Yeah. One day you're like, how long am I going to fuck with this for? Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, I mean, one thing I learned about prison is you ha- you have to be a man and you have to find your food. Those are the two big principles of being a man. Because a man is an honest person that's respectful. And finding your food is because, hey, dog, you got to eat. You know what I mean? And, like, it's a hustle. You know, like you said, you could trade your soups. It's uh, That's a uh, revenue in there, cash. Money's cash. So... My money's cash.
0: Food is cash. Food is cash, you know. some Cigarettes are cash, you know. The gambling that goes on. It's amazing, like, all the different things that go on in there. The drugs. Like, when I got locked up, I wouldn't do anything except acid. The guy from the library, (laughs) the hippie dude that killed his wife had acid. He had a hookup for him because he was like one of those guys that liked to trip and shit because uh-huh. they couldn't test you. They had to tap into your spine or something to get oh, acid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you could do acid and get away with it. But there's people in there doing meth by the gallons. There's people in there doing heroin by the gallons. I mean, people serious, with syringes yeah? up their asses. Like, I knew some <laughs> three guys that just did heroin every day. And they knew the system because one of them worked in the office Because when I went and got locked up, it would come out every morning. Three people out of your prison would have to piss. But it would come up the night before Uh on a computer. And this guy knew, not a computer, like they'd fax it or whatever. That's when the faxes were new. The state would release it the night before, and then they'd come and knock on your thing at 6 in the morning, and you had an hour to give them piss. Well, these guys stayed up all night drinking water, vinegar, you know, whatever the (laughs) fuck it was, you know. I mean, it was amazing. They had their own little system in there. Even when I went in there, I knew I didn't want to do coke, what I was in there basically for. I mean, that was the root of the whole problem. And I didn't want to smoke pot. I wanted to really give it a shot. You know, it was amazing. I laughed a lot in there, though, Felicia. I fucking, you meet some funny oh, man. fucking people. Fucking funny. I used to laugh before on you guys. There was a guy in there when I got locked up that used to say that he didn't like rapists. So if you came and sat at his table, he'd look at you and he'd go, motherfucker didn't you fall out of a tree wearing a football helmet motherfucker with a bag of m get the fuck out of my table I mean I used to dial and when I said to so him what do you mean he fell out of a tree he's a rapist motherfucker he fell out of a tree with a bag of m like what the fuck are you talking about yeah. like I laughed so much at someone there was a black guy that you have to call collect to call people but he would always end this conversation like this. Don't call him no more, bitch. Bam. And he'd hang up the phone and we'd die of laughter. Die. <laughs> and he'd do it every fucking night. And every fucking night we'd die of laughter. Yeah. They didn't call him. He yeah. would call the chicks and they'd go, fuck you, bitch. Don't call him no more. And he'd hang up <laughs> on the phone, Fuck that whole dog. She ain't <laughs> worth my time and shit. Yeah,
2: we had some characters. There in there, was, dog. I mean,
0: I could write. You got The, the, the meanest, the best guy I met there was a guy that looked like Don King but he was cockeyed. I can't write that. (laughs) And his name was Antoine, Spencer Antoine. He was from something Louisiana. You know how they talk down there? And he would always say, to this day, I ask people, out of respect for him, what time it is. It wasn't what time it was, it was what time it is. And I remember one day, somebody owed him $3. This motherfucker went into the kitchen. As he was walking, as he goes, where'd that boy go? They're letting him out right now. He said, with my $3? He went into that kitchen, got a knife this big. And chased that motherfucker for his $3. And I remember, dog, you got six months left. He's like, I'll kill a motherfucker for $3. Yeah. This guy was said he was 54 and I was a kid, but he was like my, he took care of me. And then he, the he was your Morgan oh, Freeman. Oh, dog, he made fucking <laughs> Louisiana. But he told me he was in there for uh, involuntary manslaughter. Okay. And he told me the story. He goes, I killed a motherfucker in front of everybody on the street. And then he goes, I paid my way out. Fuck that mother. And he had a gold tooth. Oh. Gold-toothed cockeyed with his hair sticking straight up. There was no jerry curls allowed in those days. So your <laughs> hair went straight. And there was another brother called Graveyard. Why they call you Graveyard? Because I put motherfuckers in the graveyard. That was Damn. his name, Graveyard. Oh. Graveyard, they oh, called him. That's a good fucking name. Yeah. I mean, you mean the extreme fucking black people, extreme. But there's, I think it's spent saying, every time I say, what time it is,
1: what is, <laughs> the, what is the hardest uh, That you ever laughed in prison
2: Hardest I ever laughed uh-huh.
1: Like was there a moment that was just
2: Dude uh, on my birthday one year we made pruno What's <sighs> that Alcohol It's wine we can make wine at In the, the toilet
0: they make beer in the toilet Yeah, what?
2: yeah we made alcohol Burn it with sugar they, you, look, you can look it up on Google. They'll show you.
1: So where do you get the sugar? You just trade for sugar? Or? No.
2: you, you steal Someone the kitchen. works in the kitchen. You uh-huh. steal it from the kitchen. Steal it from the kitchen. Steal it from the kitchen. And they to get their oranges. And we would just grind them. And we would grind all the juice into a pillowcase. And then get the pillowcase and squeeze all the juice out the pillowcase and put it in a bucket. Then we would put sugar to bake it.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And in about four days, you got to use some bomb-ass wine.
1: Really?
0: Strong. These Strong. guys get fucked up. They get tuned up at every level.
2: And I, I remember falling off my fucking bunk. I fell off my bunk to go to chow, and they're like, dude, stay here. And it was like eight of us just in the showers laughing our asses off, trying to sober up, because if they come and catch you, yeah, you're, you're done. fucked.
0: You're done. Wow. You're
2: fucked. Wow.
1: 180
2: days added for that shit.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. They
0: added up to you. Yeah, it. they
2: added 180 days, because people are dying now. You know what I mean? From drinking
0: that shit. Yeah, because drink- some people
2: don't know how to make it. How to it. make it. Right. So you're eat all you're doing is eating bacteria. Like there was someone that got there was, there was someone that went blind. Yeah. From oh, well, that what, why?
1: What kind of mistakes do, like, Some people
2: eat it too or they drink it too early? Yeah. And you need to have a thing called a kicker. It's all the old fruit.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And then it just it eats up everything and you're just Man, I'm gonna go make some pruning when I get home. Like,
0: <laughs> Did you went into a fight there? Did you have any briefs in there?
2: Yeah, you know what? I had, I had a, uh, I had a lot. You know how it is, man. It's just
0: I didn't have a lot. I had one guy that had it out for me.
2: Yeah,
0: I had this little long-haired rocker dude that was kind of built to had it out for me, and he wouldn't bust <laughs> my balls when he was alone with me, but he would bust my balls when he was around his buddies. But I knew a couple of his buddies. They were from the East Coast, so we okay. clicked, but we're not really. But I had Spencer Antoine. And, they bro, they used to play dominoes in the laundry room. And they would put on Don't Be Cruel by Bobby Brown. If you want to see black people go crazy, put on Don't Be Cruel. Don't, they jump be around and don't And they would go crazy. Put it on again. Put that on What time it is. And they just keep <laughs> playing dominoes. and Fucking great. And one yeah. day this kid was fucking with me. And he actually said something to Antoine. And Antoine came to me. and goes, that motherfucker wants to fuck with you. I said, all right, let me give him some time. So I didn't really know how I was going to fuck with him. So I got him in the laundry room on a Saturday morning. And I got him. I go, what's your problem? He goes, fuck you, motherfucker. I go, you're alone. And he had long hair. So I tangled his hair with my hand. That's why I've never had long hair. I tangled his <laughs> hair. And I grabbed the other one. And I just banged his head off the fucking wall 15 times. That was the end of that. I'm going to press charges. Fuck you, bitch. But he worked yeah. in the kitchen in another division. And all the kitchen people have to stay together. Yeah. So I stole the American cheese box. I told Felicia about this, <laughs> and I took a shit in it, a long shit in it, and I took the the thing that it had off the top of it, because for American cheese they put an American flag on top. I took the American flag and I put in a piece of shit and I put the box over it, and I put in his drawer under all his clothes and shit. So after about a week, that motherfucker started kicking, uh. and it was him, me, and the Puerto Rican guy. Where everybody else in the kitchen is black. So the black people started smelling shit. You've never seen fucking black people go crazy till they smell shit and they can't find it. <laughs> they were going, who smells like this in this fucking dorm? And I knew that shit was barbecuing. Look at Felicia's oh, face. It this was,
1: is just so wrong. Like they were like, Bruno. we're going to go
0: through the fucking dorm and find this shit. They started picking up bureaus and the box fell out and that dead shrinkable shit. When I laid it, it was like two feet. By this <laughs> oh, time, it was no. like four inches, and just the nutrients that oh, stayed in there, but no. the flag was still holding it tough like a motherfucker. <laughs> like a <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, that dude yeah. demanded, demanded to transfer out of it. And we had like the cake unit. We had TVs in every room. Oh, yeah. Like nobody ever asked to get released. Yeah. And when he seen that piece of shit, he was like, I can't take him. Yeah, he's mad at Did you ever go to a halfway house?
2: No, no, oh. they would.
0: I yeah, the higher those are crazy. Those are crazy. I never in my life did I get my dick sucked like that till I went to a halfway <laughs> house. Especially the co-ed ones. Those little oh freaks, yeah, the coed they leave ones. They when you sign in. I would sign in. There'd be a sign. I remember the best blow job I got was on a doorway. Like I knocked on a girl's door. There was three girls in the room. She had Patrice Twining. I even looked her up on Facebook. I've been thinking about it lately. She opened <laughs> up the Jesus. door. I took my dick out. She goes, where's the blow? I gave her like a little rock. I, she had like a, a home dress on with her nipples on. She had fake titties. I took my dick out. The counselors were up the hallway. She was sucking my dick. You know how the door goes in and they have the wall yeah, every door? Yeah, that's the that's blind was, spot. It, I remember weighing coke in the halfway house. And she came in, the, the counselor, and I had a big uh, pyramid. Uh-huh. And the pyramids would sometime blow up and all the coke would go up all over the room. There was coke everywhere on the floor. And this bitch came in. She's like, what's all this wipe out on the floor? I'm like, the fucking ceiling's going down. And <laughs> she walked out. I picked up every little fucking Coke rock I stole. them. Yeah. Bro, the best times I had were in that fucking halfway house. I took the air conditioner out of the, the big room and put it in my room. And then you had a seven-man room or you had a three-man room. We had, we had an old dude that looked like Norton that was a rat. He would rat on you if he did shit, so it was my job to get him out of there. Uh-huh. I was loan sharking money in there because you have to pay rent by Thursday. Yeah. Loan Not sharking a, 75 yeah. for 102. Yeah. Gotta pay me back 102 on Saturday because everybody gets paid on Friday. But if you don't pay your rent by Friday, you're uh, Thursday. Well, you now can't they call take out. it out of your check. Now they take Oh, Felicia, it's brutal. Really? Yeah. Brutal. So I would loan shark money, and then I got it all the way to stay out till midnight. I got them all the way out to keep me out till midnight. No furloughs, though. Oh, yeah. I would weigh Coke in there. I would sell Coke in there. I loan money in there. It was a fucking 24 hour party in there. That was the That'd best. That'd be the time. best reality show. The halfway house. I was fucked. That's where I did the tube. I gave them two hot UAs. They made me go to a rehab, like an on facility rehab. And I would. Patrice Twining was in the rehab, too. Because she, she came up positive from the coke I gave her. And during breaks, I'd fuck <laughs> her in the closet during the breaks at <laughs> the halfway house. This chick was a hot little chick from Detroit, bro. Crazy. You get those crazy little chicks with tattoos and shit. Oh, yeah. Fucking crazy halfway house, Felicia Michaels. But the guy, you know how I got him out of my room? Finally. I put a thousand of those little cigarette things in the cigarettes. When you light them, they blow up. <laughs> <clears throat> this guy was one of those guys that woke up in the middle of the night and would light cigarettes up. And one night, bro, I said, I know how to get this guy out. And I stuffed every fucking cigarette he had with those explosives. And then he was on the That's bottom bunk. Terrible. He was on the top bunk. Right? No, he was on the bottom bunk. So I loosened the top bunk. And our roommate worked nights. So he would come in like at 3 and get on the bunk. So that night, this motherfucker goes into the living room. I see the darkness. And I see the cigarette come out of the pack. And I hear the lighter, and you know, like the lighter reflection on the wall. I'm just watching this fucking wall. I'm not even watching him, Felicia. I'm just watching the wall. And all of a sudden, I hear and I see a lighter, and all of a sudden, I hear him go, and all of a sudden, I just hear bah! And I'm like, what happened? I run out there, and he's just sitting on the couch with the cigarette exploding (laughs) in in the dark. And he's like, he didn't even say nothing. So now he goes into his bed, and the guy walks in. That's living on top of him because mm-hmm. I had the single bed. You know me, fuck that shit. Yeah, he's on the bottom bunk, and the top bunk is loose. This guy goes, "Ooh, am I so tired?" The old guy's in the <laughs> bottom. He jumps on the bunk. The bunk goes down, lands on the <laughs> fucking old guy. When I got back from work the next day, the room was empty. I just had the Mexican Alex Reyes. I still remember Alejandro <laughs> Reyes. I still remember my roommate at the halfway house and shit. That old man tapped out. He said, "Put me back in a seven-man room." Them motherfucking Cubans yeah. are crazy. Yeah, he had to roll it up. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of fun hmm. Felicia you should get locked up for a couple of days oh, no. you...
1: yeah, yourself. I think I'll pass no George <laughs> I really
0: me and Felicia really wanted to have you on because we thought that thank you man you know yeah. some people get enlightened by you know it's, it's and as you can see me and George out of all the jokes we're cracking and shit uh-huh. it's not, we're comedians we had to make a joke out of it to coexist because they're taking your fucking freedom away I want to give another shout out to our sponsors, TaintedVisionArt.com. Go over there, go to the webpage right now, smoke a number, see what they got. They got great, great Christmas stuff. i also like to give a shout out to NOCC, the best of medical marijuana, 4850 Lancashire. I want to thank George Perez for coming out. Also, Felicia and myself, Joey Diaz, have dates available for comedy. If you want to book us any of your comedy clubs or any private functions, we either come together or separate. We'll do whatever the fuck you need. Let us know. And also, Felicia, let us know about iTunes. What do they need to do?
1: Oh, you guys, if you could just go on iTunes and leave a review, that would be wonderful because that actually helps to drive our numbers and get us up in the rankings on iTunes. And by the way, thank you for listening because the numbers were absolutely fantastic last month. We appreciate that you take time to listen to us. And uh, if you would like to book us, you can email us. That's how you can get us booked at Beauty and Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Stay black, bitches. We love you.
1: Mm